Go. Welcome to Connectivity 181. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Becky Holder. Hi. And a somewhat returning champion, well, at least to uh, NWR Podcasts, <laughs> Carl Castaneda. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. That's all right. I mean, like, you shot me an email a few weeks ago and we sort of got chatting, so I was like, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you just come on and see how it goes? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know... I- it's it's safe to say that I've been out of the game for quite a while. I've actually never been on Connectivity. It's the only NWR podcast, or at least of the sort of of the mainstays that I haven't been on at this point. Mm. Oh wow, fancy! Um, yeah, I haven't been on the Famicast either, but I feel like I have a pretty good excuse. <laughs> yeah, you're not in Japan, so no. <laughs> um, I just sort of wanted to sort of um, mention at the start of the show that. Uh, the format for this one is going to be changed up a bit. We're going to do more of a straight run, like a, a regular, a more regular podcast, instead of having two separate segments and like editing them together later. So I'm just trying it out. You know, I'm I'm still trying out different ideas for connectivity. So if people like it this way, we may continue to keep you know doing trying it this way, just picking a topic and grabbing a few people and seeing where it goes. Um, so first up, I just wanted to have a brief, um, what you've been up to sort of thing. So Becky, what have, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Anything interesting happening in your Uh, life? Well, I'm catching up on some of my backlog as far as Nintendo is concerned. I've been playing some of the games I have for my 3DS that I haven't really touched (laughs) in a while. But other than that, uh, I'm a Final Fantasy XIV player, and Heaven's Ward came out last month. So I, I admittedly have been putting down my Nintendo for a while in favor of my PlayStation. So <laughs> getting all hooked back into the MMO scene. This is the only one I've really ever played, and somehow it's stuck. I've never played MMOs. I'd, I've considered it a few times, but just haven't really tried to jump in it's expensive yeah i mean for me it's like i just know that it'll get its claws in deep and i just don't want to take that risk <laughs> yeah it tends to eat your life mm-hmm. i remember <laughs> mine, losing something has. like four weeks of my t- of my time once playing diablo 2 which isn't even really an mmo no. but it was at least <laughs> online and so i i remember when wow came out i was just like you know what i'm just gonna step away not gonna do it and I since then i sort of held to that attitude yeah i was fortunately too broke for a long time to play anything paid and just mm-hmm. didn't have like the cpu to actually be able to run anything else so i was like all right mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get hooked into it, and then, you know, I got to be an adult and finally had money and was like, I'm going to try this out. It was yeah. a mistake. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy, too, with, with, uh, with Final Fantasy XIV, because it's, like, constantly on sale. Yes. Like, they're always, and they're always, like, you know, there's always a new expansion coming out, or, like, they're talking about, like, oh, there's, there's, this thing's been tweaked. And so it's, like, always constantly, like, at the top of, like, what's going on now when I, like, sign into PSN. Yeah. And it's, a, a few times I've been close, especially when it's, like, free, and we'll throw in an expansion for free, and we'll give <laughs> you money. Just please, please play the game. We'll throw all and of I these just, items at you. Just, just yeah, sign up. Please. I've held fast, but I mean, my strength is weakening. 
uh, when that Pokemon MMO gets announced, you'll be all in on that one. Oh yeah, for <laughs> right. sure. Yeah, that's that's that Ugh. that'll be the thing that breaks me. Right, yeah, me you can't too. resist Pokemon. <laughs> Anybody that's played Pokemon, that, I mean, that's the reason they still sell them is because we're all suckers mm-hmm. and we'll play them over mm-hmm. and over again. <laughs> okay, um, well, let's move on to you, Carl. What have you been up to lately? Um, well, podcasting and whatever. Sure. Uh, I mean, so I just got back from a trip to Montreal. Um, so I haven't been playing games in the last week or so. Uh, before that, I was playing actually a lot of The Order 1886 uh, mm-hmm. because it was on, it was like a flash sale at Best Buy where it was in fact like 19 bucks, which, you know, wasn't that sweet $18.86 uh, price point that I've been, I've been holding fast for, but close enough. <laughs> so I went ahead and picked it up. And you know what? It's totally good. It's a totally solid game that I think got shit on because it's just not great. It's like, the, the way that I've kind of described it is like if you took Time Crisis off the rails, it would be the order. It's basically shoot, get undercover, shoot again, clear the room. All of the enemies are identical. Like it's basically just adapting to the new pattern and once uh. you clear a room. It's exactly the same as Time Crisis, but just <laughs> yeah. not on rails. I think that um, should be a game, Time Crisis Off the Rails. Off the, off the rails. Ra- that should totally be a Time Crisis game, right? <laughs> and then everybody would be like, this totally feels like game. The Order. <laughs> yeah. Feels like The Order, quote. You just put that, on the, put, that, put that on the box. I think that's a great <laughs> box quote. But, uh, no, it's, 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 it's a pretty decent game. I mean, and it looks gorgeous, obviously. I mean, everyone already knows that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, as, far as, as far as movies go, um, on the plane back from... Uh, Montreal. My girlfriend's been trying to get me to watch uh, Pitch Perfect two, oh, uh, because yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those movies that it's like. I mean, you know, it, I'm sure it, where before it came out, I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's clearly not aimed at me. That's totally fine. Not everything has to be aimed at my demographic. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend saw it and said it was great. So she's like, you got to watch this. I finally broke down. And said all right, let, I'll I'll watch it. And you know what? It's pretty good. Admittedly, I I actually really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally it's a totally entertaining movie, and mm-hmm. you know what? It's it's one of those things where I really you know I didn't want to like it. I didn't want to walk out of the, <laughs> walk out of it saying you know you know what that was a pretty good movie, but it actually is pretty decent. So you I know. mean, I've I've seen some of the first one, but I haven't actually watched it all the way through. So and- yeah, I actually watched both because she was like, "Well, you got to watch the first one, otherwise the second one won't make sense." Uh, yeah. it's the, the second one is actually much better. Uh, so oh, for those it? of you who were, it, for those of you who were pulled into yet, uh, so. the first one, I, I'd say the second one's worth checking out. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, cool. Carl recommends Pitch Perfect 2. Exactly. Again, put that on the, put that on the DVD or the Blu-ray box. There you go. It'll, it'll move some units. Just need a, like a Carl recommends sticker right there. Exactly. Yeah. Just my face with a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Crosstalk.com recommends Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, that's what I need. <laughs> um, so as for me, I've been like not doing a whole ton of game playing. I've been actually, I delved back into the Banjo-Kazooie games uh, for a bit uh, the last couple of weeks. So I finished my save file on um, Banjo 1 and started mm-hmm. Tui for the first time because I never, I never played it back when it came out so oh. i've been like i'm still early early in that game but i'm up to like the third world um witchy witchy world it's like an amusement park it's pretty cool mm. it's um now, i haven't played it since the n64 days but yeah. i mean i remember e- even then it was like too many items 
Uh, you know, I just got off playing uh, Donkey Kong 64. Oh, okay. So, you know. <laughs> so, like, there is a whole bunch of stuff in TUI, but, um, you know, it's nice to see that the notes are not really an issue. They're all in bundles now, and mm-hmm. it's like, there's the collecting notes really isn't, like, a big deal. It's, like, only used for unlocking uh, moves now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm kind of liking the way some of the levels interconnect with other levels. Um, you know, it can, back when I did, like, because I did play a tiny bit back when it came out, and I remember being sort of frustrated I couldn't collect everything in a world before moving on. Yeah, um, I, I like that. to be, like, do everything and then move on. I, I couldn't really do that in TUI, and it bugged me at the time. But this time, I'm, I, I'm sort of uh, taking it a bit more casually and just going through the levels, and if I can't, work out something easily i'll be like oh yeah man i might need another move or something so i'll just move on and it's it's been fun i was the kid that like didn't have that item for that one area in zelda and i sat there for two hours just being like i can jump this i can do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah used to bash your head against a wall until you're like you're like okay and then somebody be like oh yeah you were supposed to use this and i'd be like Mm-hmm. Somehow I got across anyway. I don't think I was supposed to get across. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And I've got like a, um, the other thing I've that happened to me recently, the other day, I was, it's like, it's sort of a silly story really, but it goes to show that Sonic is still popular with the kids today. Oh dear. I had a Sonic t-shirt on and was down the street. I was just stopped to look at my phone. And then I just hear these kids from somewhere, somewhere off to my right yelling, He's got a Sonic shirt. He's got a Sonic shirt. It's just yelling it um, really like increasingly louder and just yelling. I just didn't, I didn't look up. I was so great. Mm-hmm. See, little did you know he was yelling like, burn him. He's got a Sonic <laughs> yeah. shirt on. He doesn't like, like Sonic. Sonic. He was boom? like, <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. yeah, no. I just thought that was, that was funny. Those um, poor deluded children. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so that'll do it for a little bit of introduction and whatever we've been up to. So uh, I think we'll have a bit of a break and come back um, with a topic, feature topic, um, which is going to be basically about what we would want to see from the new Zelda or Zelda in general. Basically, if we wanted, if we were making a Zelda game, what would we like to see? So mm-hmm. we'll have a short break and we'll be back in a minute.
and welcome back. Um, we're still here and we're going to be talking about Zelda. So, for the future of Zelda, we, like, we all know the Wii U game is coming out, most likely 20, December 2016. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we hope. We hope. It, it needs to really, doesn't it? <laughs> so, what are some ideas that we could see working within the context of the Wii U Zelda or just some crazy Zelda ideas that we're just going to throw out there. So I might start with you, Carl. You, where would you want to start with a Zelda game? What do you want to see? Can I start with what I don't want to see? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Anything you Can want. I, I think it's always best to start off these discussions on the negative side and then work back. No, uh, you know, no. I mean, honestly, like, you know, what we know about the new Zelda is obviously that it'll be, you know, it'll have a lot more open world concept to it. Um, I mean, to some extent, which like, all the previous games have had, you know, to, to some extent, at least. Mm. And, you know, I think what I don't want to see is for Nintendo to sort of try to adapt some sort of like Skyrim or Elder Scrolls-esque open world. Yeah. Because, the, because, first off, I just don't think they can do it. And secondly, they're going to do, they're going to, if they do decide to do something like that, they're going to have the constant sort of grind effect of like constantly having to do these small quests and small things that you have to yeah. do in between your sort of huge things but there won't actually be a skill tree or leveling system to make it worth it yeah it'll just seem like you're randomly spending a lot of time i mean you already do that in zelda games a lot with these little little side quests that come up and items you have to gather but it feels very natural because you actually have something to gain from it but without the right. leveling system a whole a grinding system like skyrim would just feel really out of place mm-hmm so I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've said before. I think the last time I talked about this was when I was um, on RFN a while back, and my whole thing is I don't think Zelda is the uh, Skyrim on Nintendo consoles. Pokemon is no. much more suited to that. Yeah, mm, yeah. You know, it's it's much more suited to that sort of like small burst of play, but like always sort of grinding towards essential purpose. Zelda, you know, for me, what I really, what I really want to see out of the next game is really just, and I mean, based on what we've seen so far, this doesn't seem very likely, a much more streamlined, probably shorter experience. You know, I mean, look, I can't say, I can't speak for, you know, the broader Nintendo fan base. They all, first off, I don't think they know what they want, but like, (laughs) I certainly don't know what they want either. But what I would personally want is like a 15 to 20 hour Zelda game. That's really what I want. And what I would really like for them to limit is the amount of junk and filler in between dungeons. Dungeons are the sweet spot. It's why everyone plays. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing that like I keep coming back to. Even in a game like Skyward Sword, which I didn't really particularly like, I still yeah. really like the dungeons. There were still a lot of really cool, new, fresh ideas that got yeah. me into playing the game. It was just everything in between those that I didn't like at all. I feel and like so they could... Oh, I was gonna say. Sorry, I feel like they could definitely like streamline it sometimes because there's there's times when you're just like, okay, I have to run from here, then I have to run mm-hmm. over here, then I have to. And when you when you know that you're building to a dungeon, you're like, can I just right. go to the dungeon? And I feel like they could make mm-hmm. it work with a shorter time frame, but they'd have to really, mm-hmm. really make it do it right. Is the problem? Otherwise, it would feel just very incomplete and like Zelda the Abridged, as opposed to really feeling very fleshed out. I mean, they have games like Majora's Mask with only really right. four dungeons, that, mm-hmm. but the, the game overall still feels very, very fleshed out because there's a lot you have to do. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. It still feels like filler at times, but you actually have to get up to the dungeon. It's not just okay. I'm doing right. this, and it actually has no relation mm-hmm. to anything that I'm doing inside the dungeon. It gives you new powers and new skills to actually use. 
as you well. You see, like going back to yeah, making it more streamlined. I, I think they could be successful with the open world sort of idea. Uh, it's something I do want them to, want them to see because you know while the, a lot of people maybe prefer just having dungeons like more focus on the dungeons i do like having the big open world and sort of losing getting sort of lost in the world and exploring Mm. like that's sort of maybe why skyward sword was a little bit off-putting to me because it was so it felt really narrow (laughs) it was very Mm. narrow yeah um so like I'm sort of going to be mining my article. The, one of the first articles I wrote for NWR, the if I was in charge of Zelda um, <laughs> feature article, because I think mm. a lot of the ideas that I sort of outlined back then, are basically still what I want them to do, and could be possible with the the like how they're approaching the overworld design. So, what I would probably do to make the overworld and side quests more interesting would be to take out your items out of the dungeons and give them to npcs for side quests or hide them in the overworld so it would basically be like replacing the masks in majora's mask with um your key items from you know Mm. zelda games um and then you could have the world completely open from the start uh and because they want to try and approach it from a non-linear perspective, right? So mm. the way to make it non-linear would be to give you access or the possibility of getting a lot of the items straight off the bat. Now, in A Link Between Worlds, they tried yeah. this, but they made it so they you just sort of got them from a guy in a shop. Yeah, so, it felt very kind of just tacked on. And I was actually going to say that. I was like, yeah, I could see it working, like the overworld working if they kind of sort of went with that concept still and sort of that you can actually approach the world however in whichever order you want so long Mm. as you actually get what you need in order to get there um but i would like them to see them incorporate something like that a little bit better because ravio just i didn't even really pay attention to him until the very end of the game and then i was like oh you're actually important you don't just stay in my house all the time okay See, I mean, they they could have done that in A Link Between Worlds. They could have, like, put some of the items in, in the overworld through other side quests. But yeah. they basically just gave them, put them all in one spot and locked locked some of them away until, you know, later in the game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's very likely that they'll adopt, you know, a lot of the things that worked well in A Link Between Worlds into the, the Wii U title. I mean, especially since, you know, I think uh, Aonuma at some point had talked about, like, you know, oh, you know, you'll be able to, you see that mountaintop, you'll be able to just go in there and there'll be nothing, there'll be nothing stopping you, which kind yeah. of mm. hints at the fact that you, you'll you probably be able to do these under that of order, a la yeah. A Link Between Worlds. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it I think it really could just come down to a refinement of, of what worked well there and just sort of trying to make these sort of item, uh, you know, acquiring those items less incidental and tying more into the actual um, sort of main thrust and main quest of the game. You know, I mean, yeah. and, and honestly, one of the things, I mean, it, again, it sort of seems like Nintendo can make a very streamlined Zelda experience on handhelds. And so uh-huh. it's really just a matter of like, can they just bring those, you know, home console production values to that same idea? Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, that same sort of, because you can play A Link Between Worlds for, you know, a couple hours or maybe even just an hour and make serious headway. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly. really what I wanted of Zelda. Mm. You know? uh, yeah. One of the things I guess I don't want to see again in a Zelda game is really 
overcomplicated water levels. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, just going mean, to put that out there right off the sure. bat because nobody wants another water temple. Nobody wants another lake bed temple from Twilight Princess. Mm, They're yeah. just like, mm-hmm. stop stop making us screw with water levels and stuff like that, please. <laughs> you know, I would like to see... Um, this was like hinted at in a trailer in Twilight Princess, but it turned out to be a mini game. I would wouldn't mind like getting like a canoe or something and just be able to <laughs> run around the world in a canoe and like through the rivers mm-hmm. and things. There like, could be I even like a boat. dungeon element, like maybe the raft. Bring the raft back from Zelda One. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, one of the, one of the things that they always sort of uh, do in Zelda games, maybe not so much in Skyward Sword, is you know, initially getting anywhere in the game takes forever, and then eventually oh, yeah. you basically have a fast, you know, a fast movement yeah. option. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. especially if they're going to be, if they're really going to be highlighting the open world ax, uh, ax, uh, aspect of the new game, oh, it'd be great if you incorporate you'd something. be able to sort of like, yeah, it would be great if you would just be able to like forge new paths so that it was, it didn't feel just like you were basically just like, you know, instantly, you know, getting yourself to one area from the other, but also not like literally riding on a horse for 30 minutes trying to get to the next dungeon. If it would be great if maybe you could find like an underground path or some sort of other ways to interact with the yeah. environment that yeah. didn't just feel incidental. As much as I loved Wind Waker, that was one of the things that got me about playing that game for a long time was sailing so far across the map before I actually got the capability to teleport to some <laughs> places. It was just like, oh my god, I'd, I'd set it. And just let it go mm-hmm. and do something else in, on the side while I was just watching myself sail. I was like, oh. Sure, I mean, yeah, I mean, part of that was, you know, the fact that just the limits of the technology having to load yeah. in those new areas. But, I mean, but partly it was just bad pacing, you know. It was just that they, you know, sort of touted themselves as having this massive open ocean but didn't really put anything in it. Exactly. And it just, aside from these tiny little islands and, like, fishing a couple things out with your crane and you're like, the simple fact is none of this is really worth it. And, you know, mm-hmm. unless I just feel like sitting here doing nothing in my game, I, I that's literally what I'm doing is just right. wasting time. So I think yeah, you're right. I mean, it's w- totally slowed down the pacing of the entire story. And it made mm-hmm. me put down the game more often than I would have liked. Absolutely. To just yeah, know I mean, that Wind I had Waker to go my, all the way across the map. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game, but you know, it's my favorite Zelda game in between those, you know, 10 to 15 minute stretches <laughs> where I'm just like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it takes eight and a half minutes to get across the map in Wind Waker. And it just feels like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, it feels really long. I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's yes, it, it, you know, eight and a half minutes doesn't seem that long when you're thinking about it in that context. But mm-hmm. eight and a half minutes of doing nothing in a video game is forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And now we've just been joined by Mr. Zach Miller. He has appeared. I've dug some <laughs> graves you'll never find. <laughs> dug some graves. Mm. Okay. It's a uh, true detective reference for those of you who watch that show. I do ah. not. I'm an episode behind, dude. No spoilers. Come on. <laughs> dude, that's in the intro song. Is it? I never pay attention yeah. to those intros, man. I always fast forward through them. They're like eight oh, minutes long. Oh, the song is great, dude. This, song, well, this intro to. song to True Detective is almost as long as the ocean in Wind Waker, is all I'm saying. Ah! <laughs> Segway it back. back to Bringing it back. <laughs> Zelda. Okay, so now that we've got Zach on the call, Zach, um, we've just been talking about Zelda, you know, early on, sort of a bit about our structure and uh, some of our sort of wishes and hopes for the next game. So what right. do you think should happen to Zelda? Well, I think they should have um, a uh, kind of a bastardized four swords with just three players 
uh, and it should be online, but you can't communicate with talking. I think that's really a good way to go. Sorry, no. I I'll, think I I'll, see where this is going. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'll, uh, I'll I'll be serious. Um, I've I'll say again what I've said in the past. I would like the Zelda series to kind of go in the direction of, uh, oddly enough, Metal Gear Solid Two, where you are playing a separate campaign with a separate character from Link, but the whole time you can you can you can see what Link's been doing. You can you know m- maybe meet up with him once in a while, just kind of get get at Link's story from a distance, so that mm. some of the the grandeur or the the incredibleness of what he's doing and his heroic heroic status is mm. is seen from a different vantage point. Right. Yeah, that's that. I think that'd be great. I mean, you know, I think one of the things everyone remembers about Majora's Mask, other than that, it's very weird. <laughs> is that you know it's all, are all the actual masks and being able to play as you know uh, you know the, having having that sort of uh, differentiate up the gameplay a little bit. I mean, I'd yeah. love to play a Zelda game as a Goron. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Like a Goron who's going on his own quest mm-hmm. that ties into Links, but mm-hmm. he doesn't realize how. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of a thing. I'd I'd like them to develop the the characters around Link more. Uh, and it would be interesting because they could almost incorporate almost like, uh, I mean, several other games have done it where they can do multiple storylines that sort of make up the entire context of the story. So you don't actually know Link's full quest until you've actually played the multiple sure. characters that have encountered him throughout sure. the story. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that this sort of direction would be good for like the, the flagship mainline game or more of a side sort of like a spin off almost? I you know I want to see it in the mainline game because otherwise it will Same. have no influence on the mainline yeah, game. I think it would be uh, risky because yeah. I think fans would definitely be like, "Oh my god, I don't get to play as Link. What the hell is this?" <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it depends, I, it depends how it's done, yeah. I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it'd be well, one of those fans seem to like, like fans seem to like Hyrule Warriors. And that's true. Yeah, play as a million characters in that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would yeah, just I mean, be one of those know, things that would get weird reception at first, like like when they changed sure. the art style for Wind Waker, and everybody was like, sure. "Ugh, what?" Ugh. Yeah. Then right. everybody played, everybody actually played it, and they loved the mm-hmm. game. So I think it would be something that it would start off with kind of mixed reception. But mm-hmm. if right. I think you're right, I don't think if they I think if they didn't make it the main line, it just wouldn't get that much attention, and people would totally dismiss it as just oh mm-hmm. that spinoff game. I don't even need to play it because it's not right. Zelda canon or. Mm. Whatever. This is actually yeah, I mean, um this is like um moving into territory of where I was going to touch on later in the discussion, but may as well bring it up now. So, you know, everyone talks about wanting a female link or some sort of playable female character, right? So let's jump into that discussion. Because I had an idea early this earlier this morning about a possible way to to accomplish this maybe. Um I don't know if I want a female Link, but I wouldn't mind maybe a playable Zelda uh, in a game. So just what happens if, say, Link was in some sort of, for lack of a better idea at the moment, parallel world, and he was inside some like massive temple. That's the only gameplay that Link gets in his game is mm-hmm. uh, dungeon and temple gameplay. And Zelda is in Hyrule, and 
she has to do stuff on the Hyrule side to help Link get through the dungeon on the the you know the dungeon side. Yeah. So you could split split them up like that. I thought that might be interesting, like switching back and forth between Zelda and Link to accomplish like the overall goal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I, I, I definitely I would rather play as Zelda than just play as a female Link. Not because yeah. I don't think that there, there should be a female Link, but he's such a blank slate that just making him a woman would basically just be a palette swap. It doesn't really bring anything new. I'd much rather just play a full Zelda game as Zelda, honestly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that and too. It, you wouldn't have to be playing as, as Zelda necessarily or a female Link. It could be a a separate character entirely. Sure, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought the um, there was that concept art that came out a while ago for Hyrule Warriors, I think. Uh, it was like meant to oh, be... Oh, like Link's sister or Link's whatever? sister. I like oh, that yeah. design. Sure. Yeah, that looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a totally cool design. I just think it's sort of like if that was like their big, you know, like it, yeah. it just seems like a weird half measure. It yeah, does. I, and... I don't think it would... I, I agree with Carl. I don't think it would accomplish anything to make yeah. Link female because Link doesn't have much personality already. He's not really supposed to, besides just being, you know, the heroic knight kind of character. So, mm, you know, right. you you want a female character for representation, and she's not going to get it by being a female Link. Yeah. She's yeah. just going to be, you know, another, you know, just character. Nobody's going to really necessarily cling on to her as the canon for Zelda, because odds are she's going to be in maybe one or two games at the most. But mm. if you so if you actually really wanted to go the way of female representation, it would be much better to do something like either explore a new character altogether or explore Zelda, frankly, because she has been in the franchise since the very beginning. And we've never yeah. seen we've never seen her in an individualistic role that we want to acknowledge. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't talk about Wand of Camelon. But um, yeah. But we started to see some more of her character and her own initiative crop up in Skyward Sword. And, and I, for one, just being a girl, was actually really interested to see that they chose to make her a different character than just the distant princess that you never got to encounter. That she it was, was just such know, a shame that she was always, like, a step ahead. Exactly. You never yeah. really saw what the heck she was doing. Exactly. I would have liked to have played Zelda's shame. quest. Hey, hey Zach, uh, spoiler, quick spoiler there. Uh, <laughs> during the credits, you see what she did. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but I will been, never see that because that game actually, is shitty. Like, it would have been interesting to actually get to play like her and Impa, because obviously yeah. you know mm. they had a lot of you know tough encounters. Just as much as Link had to go through finding his quest, they had to find yeah. theirs. So yeah. it, I mean, it was a whole parallel story that didn't get explored, and that kind of thing would really be interesting to see in a future game. Mm. Right. And because Zelda's primary skill set isn't in sort of a sword and shield and sort of these, you know, various items that Link has, she, she sort of is, is more in sort of the magic area and sort of a, a few different, different kinds of items. That fundamentally changes the gameplay, which fundamentally changes how yeah. you interact with the world. Definitely. And so, you know, again, I feel like I'm all for a, a Zelda-driven Zelda game. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't... Again, I wouldn't want her to just, again, just sort of end up being a palette swap of Link. I would really would want to see sort of her own um, take on the world and sort of how she interacts with it. You yeah. Know? And by the same yeah. token, yeah. I wouldn't mind something parallel either, just so you could actually have, like, the magic gameplay for a while if you wanted, and then you could swap mm. and do the sword and shield and traditional sure. item-based system. Would be it would be really cool mm. to have them both together actually too. It mm -hmm. would be interesting to have two playable characters um, 
that are right, right next to each other, sort of like you could swap to the lead <laughs> character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the other one tags along and you can swap out maybe. Um, you that know, would be good be... for two-player co-op too. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You yeah. could finally do multiplayer, <laughs> aside mm-hmm. from just four swords. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, just sorry, just to sort of go on that thread, I mean, while we're talking about, about co-op, I mean, it would be amazing to be able to explore dungeons in co-op and being able to do sort of those two-person um, puzzles. I mean, one of the yeah. things I really loved about uh, about Wind Waker were those dungeons where you had, you know, the sages with you, and so you yeah. had, sort of had to swap between mm-hmm. them to sort of solve yeah. those puzzles together. How great would it be to be able to do two puzzles where it's actually two people playing together, and you had yeah. to solve certain puzzles mm-hmm. in tandem, especially yeah. if that was online co-op? I mean, I think that these are... These are areas in which you can fundamentally change the way that we play Zelda without completely turning your back on through the sort of traditional gameplay style. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I honestly thought, Carl, to your point in Wind Waker, I like those parts, but I really hated having to swap between them all the time. Do that animation every time you want to control one of the other characters. (laughs) Yeah, the mechanics there were a bit clunky because, you know, you had to control both and the only way they wanted to do that was making you activate the stupid song every single time. Yeah, that was a little clunky. Mm. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll just uh, head back a little bit to some of the other elements that I've got listed down here. So one of my other ideas uh, in terms of dungeons, this is sort of envisioning or basically the open world sort of idea, maybe the possible Zelda Wii U game. So going back to that sort of open world discussion. Now, you know, if we had the items out in the overworld, like I was saying before, and you had to get various, you could get any item sort of in any order, uh, some temples and dungeons may not be possible to complete, say, you know, you'd have to, you you could introduce more backtracking. So one of the ideas I had, to sort of maybe overcome some of those issues would be to take an idea from Mario Galaxy and make smaller dungeons, smaller, more, um, like, not bite-sized, but just smaller in scale to the usual Zelda dungeon, but just have a lot more of them scattered around the overworld. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I think Zelda's already sort of attuned to that. I, you know, usually the first dungeon you accomplish in Zelda is sort of like one of those mini bite-sized dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, so having more of those scattered around, I think would be great. I mean, there's what usually say there's roughly like eight or nine, uh, full dungeons in a Zelda game these days. I'm yeah. thinking more upping that to more like closer to 20, like mm. make, make a lot more, but like, you know, obviously you'd have some bigger ones still. You need that, but yeah, it's just an idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what sort of Darksiders as... 2 does. Oh, it really? has the special edition has all sorts of optional dungeons. I don't know if it's all sorts. Maybe it's like five total, but uh, you definitely need certain items to get through those things, and you have to return when you get the right item. Dude, Darksiders yeah. Two is a Zelda game. <laughs> it For totally real. is. Yeah, it absolutely. It, no, I mean, I think I don't think they've ever really even tried to hide that. You know, not at um, all. <laughs> you know, and 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 so the fact that they've been able to sort of beat it at its own game to to borrow a weird phrasing. Uh, is is sort of it's it, it's a little it's a little embarrassing. I mean, I think I think honestly, Nintendo just needs to make a few concessions, and they would really inject a lot of life back into the franchise. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'd kind of like th- this. Might be a little uh, little uh, what do you call it? 
too far in, in the wrong direction, but I, I'd almost like to see a Zelda that doesn't take place in medieval times, but more recent times. Whoa, that's that like, a little bit too... No, I don't like that at all. No, <laughs> no, no, because like, the, the eventual bloodlines of Link and Zelda, or whoever yeah. it's going to be, you know, yeah, eventually you know we all- move beyond the Bronze Age... Yeah, that just that just immediately brings to mind like Assassin's Creed, and it just gives me a cringe oh, I, feeling. No, I, <laughs> don't want like, that. I just don't want to see some kid going back into the mind of Link. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that at all. <laughs> no, uh, no, thank you. No time travel stories, please. No, none of that. No, 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 no not at all. You know, I mean, <laughs> Link could be like a move to a new school, and uh, oh dear. He's, he's really oh dear. like this I feel like idol we're called into Zelda. Territory now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is this is. No. Yeah, no. I mean, like, in Zelda games, they have, uh, more recent ones, they have sort of thrown in more, slightly more modern technology. I mean, they sort of pick and choose depending on the mm-hmm. game. I mean, there was steam engines in Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah. Skyward Sword had, like, weird time dilation and um, lasers yeah, and things. that was actually really on. interesting. I liked that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was the best part. I mean, of it wouldn't have to be, game. like, a modern... Era, it could be like <laughs> it, the future or something, you know, Zelda. just different technology, different aesthetics. I mean, wasn't didn't Link's crossbow training start out with Miyamoto saying we could do like a Terminator um, oh, oh, story no. here, dude? Lincoln sunglasses. I would buy that. <laughs> you would buy that. You would. <laughs> How many of us would buy that? <laughs> I would not buy that. <laughs> You'd buy that, Carl. I would probably buy that. <laughs> I would probably it, it, borrow it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what other elements could we could be like? Do we want to see? I mean, Skyward Sword added in some um, item upgrading stuff, um, like your shield and various other items. I didn't really get into that. I I sort no, of just tried I, to like push through the game with like the most basic weapons. I, just, I felt like it was tedious half the time. I was like, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't really change up the gameplay enough to really be mm. worth it most of the time. I started to upgrade my items and then it was, then it just became a, you know, I hate myself and I like to run games 100% so I upgraded everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, I would do the same thing. I didn't go that, that way. I just sort of tried to ignore it as much as possible and then every single time I picked up a uh, clear gel, I would get angry because it took me out to a... um a little like showing you the menu and putting it in your yeah. inventory. Yeah. I hate that stuff. I hate it when that, like, every time you turn the game the back game. on, it feels the need to tell you you got five rupees, like you didn't know what that means. I'm I know. Like, I mean, Thank I, you. I understand the this first time. This is a time. miracle. The first time ever you pick up a rupee, sure. Show, yeah. show you how much it's worth, but yeah, every like, time I you mean, turn the game on, Ocarina of Time style, when you're like, okay, I picked up a magic jar. Now I know what this means. Never again do I need to know what <laughs> this is. Right, I mean, heck, don't need to know what a blue rupee is. Trust yeah, me, a lot of, I got it. A lot of that stuff they've tried like added over the years. It just seems like weird. I mean, I'm glad they got rid of it in um, A Link Between Worlds, and I hope that carries yeah. through to Zelda Wii U because it's just <laughs> irritating all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing them mix up your equipment abilities, though. Things like uh, getting different armor sets or getting different mm. sorts of weapons. Why does it always have to be the damn Master Sword? I mean, just <laughs> sure. even because combining combining weapons. I mean, in A Link's Awakening, you could um, you could shoot bombs on your arrows, right? Like right. Yeah. Arrows. Yep. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, wh- why awesome. couldn't you get a slingshot and instead of equipping the pellets, you can equip a bomb or something, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I, ne- they wouldn't be like 
new items. They would just be combining other items you already have. So right. Yeah. One of the things I'd really like to see is almost see if they're going to go with the open world aspect. And you know, obviously, you know, as we learned in A Link Between Worlds, sometimes you're going to have to backtrack a lot in order to get exactly what yeah. you need in order to go in a dungeon. I want to see the world develop, not just stay the same. Yeah. Or, you know, the mm-hmm. same things all the time that you can do. And so once you're done with an area, you're almost permanently done with it, really. You know, I'd like to right. see new things crop up and just, like, I mean, I don't know, if a village gets destroyed, see it actually, like, rebuilding itself while you're going through your quest yeah. and whatnot. It would just be really, really interesting. And it wouldn't, it would make the f- world feel like it has a point in being mm. open, not just, you know. They do that in Pirate's there. Curse? Yeah. And it's... It, it just makes everything so much more interesting, and it feels like yeah. the world again. It feels like the world has a point. Like some that- of my fa- some of my favorite parts in Ocarina of Time were when you like fixed up areas. Um, you know, like the volcano became like the thing above the volcano became clear again, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Uh, what is it? The lake was filled up again and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It was cool. Zora's like, domain unfreezes. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Which is, oh, it um, doesn't? Which is unfortunate. No. <laughs> oh, maybe increase. I'm thinking... Okay. Yeah. No, that but was always one of those, like, rumors that everybody said, if you do this, and if you do this, and if you tilt your head sideways <laughs> yeah. and squint, it and unfreezes. The king, okay. And the king will give you the Triforce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, the, there, there's even a, a bit of that in Zelda with, like, that uh, that fire... Vol- yeah, the volcano and the, and the ice sort of area, that and all that stuff melting. I mean, just sort of seeing your effect on the world mm. That's more. what I mean. Mm-hmm. is really what you want to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, just being able to sort of, you know, not only everyone everyone in a village saying, gosh, thanks, you're you're a real swell guy, but just sort of, <laughs> in, in fact, seeing, you know, areas of the game change yeah. and alter based on your actions would be really great. What do you guys think? Because, like, if we're going to have more freedom, if they're going to try and ape Skyrim a little bit and stuff like that, do you think they're going to give you the choice to sort of be a little bad? I mean... Are you going to be able to burn down someone's house? Come on, come on. In Majora's Mask, you roll into They're a tree gonna... and knock a guy on his face every three days. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did that. I took I his mean, money every time. <laughs> in in The Link's Awakening, you could steal from the shop and then your yeah. name would be branded thief for the rest, for the of, the rest of the time. For the rest of the time. I, I, I could do stuff that. like that. That'd I did be cool. that too for the picture. Just for the picture. <laughs> yep, me too. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> do it because because I, I don't like being branded thief. It, <laughs> stupid I but I want my named, name to stay I named myself Thief one time just because I knew I was going to do it <laughs> you, know what you knew really, it was going to happen you know what I would really love to see like have your failures result in like negative things happening again to the world like yeah. like say you pick up a side quest and then you never finish it maybe mm. in a few days like that person that needed your help is now screwed and like yeah. some bad stuff happens to that person yeah, and like now legs and, broke it, it, Exactly. Like, dude, that Goron was coming back for his money in three days. Like, what are you doing, man? So, yeah, um, yeah no, it, it would be it would be really great if, like, you know, you would actually be able to just again have more of an effect on the world. Yeah, it would like, also just give more weight to the mm. to those side quests and filler portions because you it would actually feel like it's contributing to the overall experience. So, the, yeah, and again, I feel like it would it would almost have to bring in the the time frame for Majora's Mask again to actually have that's true you know yeah. d- limits yeah. and stuff which most people hated about that game <laughs> you wouldn't I don't think you would really have to bring back the full Majora's Mask system for that I mean depending on how long the in-game days last uh-huh. if someone says you've got three days to do this you'll know when the like you know you'll see the sun and, and, 
timer could and, start or something. A timer could start. Well, I mean, you could, yeah. have, you could have kind of like a quest log that would alert you, you know, to, mm-hmm. okay, it's been a, two days A already. bomber's notebook, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a notebook. But yeah, so, you, I mean, you could actually, like, again, see your effects on, you know, whether or not you've completed your side quests, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. how cool would it be if, um, if the news game is, like, it's sort of set in like a future terminal and like the bombers are really really old now and they're like a secret society <laughs> they're the illuminati <laughs> they're the illuminati <laughs> exactly. they're pulling the strings man yeah uh so what do you guys um uh well i'll just i'll just say it it, it needs to have voice acting you I know what f- whatever I they do the i don't know i don't I think it like, does i felt like they I think did it, just it all right with you yeah. know the, the gibberish that they chose to do, mm. I, I think it Here's worked. Honestly, I, I don't think they need voice acting. I just think they need less text. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't need. I don't need Link and everyone else to talk. I. But I. But if that's going to be the case, like they just there needs to be less like paragraph paragraph of monologues. Yeah, just have less yeah. of that. Yeah, but you know, like having. Having some voice or have like know. face some fake Animal Crossing esque language going on while people talk. I don't want <laughs> oh, to hear yeah. things like "hmm, oh, oh. Yeah. you know." That's the whole game right now. Yeah, no, yeah. I like I like the gibberish talking. I mean, uh, it worked mm. really well in like Okami. It works really well in Animal Crossing, yeah. where they just you know talk in syllables you're not actually supposed to understand. So it makes it feel like voice acting, but you don't actually have to, you know, ruin Pay everybody's people. childhood and give Link <laughs> I mean, a voice. They, they could try and work out, a, like, vocalizations for the Hyrulean language and make it sort of like Star Fox Adventures. You have your own language that's sort of <laughs> gibberish, but, you, you know, they're actually saying saying full words and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see them doing voice acting and everyone being like, man... There's some really amazing writing and voice acting performances in that Zelda game. I just don't see it, you know, being the case. No, I feel like well, it's certainly um, after certainly after other M, there's going to be a lot of critical sure. eyes on the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I mean, it would help. It would help make the Zelda feel more modern in a sense. Um, it would, it know, would make it feel a lot more ten years ago in a sense. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's thing. better than 20 years ago, 25 years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like Carl was saying, they might just opt to have hardly, you know, a lot less text in the game, especially if it's more open world. I imagine the story is going to be a bit more, even more bare bones than it has been in the past few games. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'll probably just be, hopefully, be a lot more just environmental stuff and. The NPCs that you interact with, it'll just be short, sort of, you know, short stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mind having to read, you know, a bit of text here and there. That, that's that's fine. It's just the matter of, you know, when you get to the main cutscene of the game and you realize you're just reading paragraph after paragraph for about ten minutes. Yeah. Of honestly, pretty stilted dialogue anyway. <laughs> like you know, if they want to have that, it might as well at least be good writing, and it's usually not. Hmm. It's nothing special. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I would just opt for less text. That would be my vote. Hmm. Or let the treehouse just completely rewrite it <laughs> and go nuts. Sure, yeah. 
This looks like <laughs> Link's doing this. Let's just say this. Bad lip readings <laughs> for Legend of when, Zelda. When, uh, when Ganon's giving his speech up on the tower in Wind Waker, he's, he, he doesn't say, ah, oh, the winds of revenge or whatever. It's like, fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> You're going to die. you bitches with me. <laughs> I mean, I like that little snippet from Ganondorf on the top of the tower as the waves are crashing down. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I actually do like that scene as well. It's yeah. it's real hammy, but I actually really like it. You have that like um, bit of um, breeze go past his face because right. he wanted to True. have the, um, the winds of Hyrule. Um, you know, he wanted that for his own land, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's why he took over Hyrule, but... I can't can, we can get yeah. rid of all the blocks of text because I'm not gonna lie that the 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 Link and Zelda monologue and Skyward Sword where you finally get to meet up with her I was like oh my god I love this yeah I mean there, it's it's oh there's always a uh, you know areas here and there where I think it's it's okay and and it's you know mm. it, it does it it does its job well. But yeah, it's more just sort of in the in the sort of regular grind of it, where it, it can feel a little cumbersome. Yeah. What and about? I need to tell um, you six times that you need to use this item highlighted in red. Item highlighted yeah, in red. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know this item highlighted in red? Yeah. What about like? Because we're saying how we would like maybe want to see some more effects on the world and things. What happens if they added like a basic um, dialogue like tree? You can have a couple of choices every now and then. Um, to change the event somehow, you know, not Mass Effect level, but you know, somewhere like like that, going that direction. Mm. So the guy who's the Goron's going to break his legs, you could say to him, "Man, you got into this on your own." Yeah, yeah, and then it, and then there's a little thing that says like, "Goron will remember you said that." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like Telltale instead of just telling Zelda no sixteen times and having her be like, "Please, please stop telling mm-hmm. me no." But <laughs> this doesn't do anything. <laughs> what do you want to do with my chickens? Hit them? <laughs> Why do you keep coming here for chickens? What's the What's the deal? What are you doing with all these chickens? They, they, they bring in They bring in um, um, snake eater elements, and you can eat chickens and things. <laughs> oh my go. gosh! If they brought oh, that like, in, like, I would be all in. That would like be Link so living great. Living on the range, yep. hunt your own game in the field. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be interesting. I feel like I feel like Link needs to eat. Come on, mm-hmm. and he needs to pop a squat now and then, <laughs> just like Nathan Drake, man. Mm. <laughs> just you goes know, days and days with nothing, no sleep. I know. Except mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, he's always sleeping at the beginning, just never ever again. Mm-hmm. Pretty much perpetual. Yeah. Well, they mean, need to give Link a perpetually untucked tunic. <laughs> there you go. But don't you just take the belt off? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, like what I was just about to say was like Monster Hunter is pretty popular. Having some elements like that may be good because they, they've said in Zelda Wii U that they're going to try and populate the overworld with enemies, right? Yeah. What happens if you could you could like use like stuff from enemies for items or even like regaining some health or whatever? Yeah. That could mm. be that could be pretty good. Roast some book yeah, goblin sure. leg. <laughs> Just be like, ooh, this looks good. <laughs> exactly, just like roast a bow goblin leg to like re- refill your hearts or something. Yeah, I mean, you could. Find I like a- that idea. I think that'd be great. Some of the quest could be go kill this monster. He's terrorizing the village. Mm-hmm. And then you could just eat it. Oh, like a la like Shadow of Mordor. 
Like you, you gotta like there's like an entire like Bo Coblin society and you gotta like take it down from like the top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's possible something like this could happen because the the teaser that we got for Zelda, you know, more than one person said that it was reminiscent of Princess Mononoke, the opening scenes of that movie. Like you could have a monster terrorizing a village and Link sort of strolls in and is like, oh, okay, I'm gonna kill it. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, oh, yeah. you know what I'd really like, and not for it to not be a rehash of Link versus Ganon. That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> right. Link versus Ganon. Whoever wins, we lose. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's what you, that's how about what just give us, give it, yeah, have, give it a give us a new enemy or like a new guy that to to take down. I mean, honestly, it'd be really great if like the main bad guy was like a Moblin or something. Like, like what him, if like yeah. one of those dudes like rose up and he's like, you yeah. he's that. like, you know. Said in Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. we thought we had that. With you were like, "Oh yeah, gear him. This is a- oh nope. There's he's back. Yep. Dang it. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's just the original Ganon. It's just like him. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, proto Ganon. Like, he yeah. got the pig face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's hard. I guess it's sometimes it's difficult to come up with good like new villains. Like Ganon's got so much history within mm-hmm. the series. I mean, what do you do to make the new character different enough? That is interesting, and like, because most of the time when they introduce side villains, most of the time you just sort of like, oh, yeah, they're all right, but. And let's not boring. forget that that Fatty is a pretty crappy villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I've never I never liked Fatty. I liked what they chose to do again in Ocarina of Time, where they actually split him from the original Ganon mythos, really, with you know, okay, he's not the big giant pig monster anymore. He's this actual like true, he's just human a dude. looking guy. He's just a dude with magical powers, and mm. then all of a sudden he yeah. becomes Pigman. Well, you're like, okay, sort of your the... final boss is still Ganon, but yeah. it made sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's sort of the place I always approach Zelda from, really now, because Ocarina of Time is the first Zelda game I played, so I always picture him as Ganondorf, like, yeah. all the time, and mm-hmm. think of him in that way. I don't really care for the just the pig Ganon, like, doesn't really <laughs> do anything. You know, eventually, <laughs> well, yeah, eventually he... the Mega Man X games um, did away with Sigma being the final boss. He was mm-hmm. always kind of involved, but mm-hmm. the last few games in the X series... Uh, he would be too weak to defeat um, uh, X and Zero, and the new guy would take over, and the new guy was the final boss. Mm. Right. Uh, and that was, I always thought that was a good way to do it. Like, eventually somebody has to replace Sigma, and eventually mm-hmm. somebody's got to replace Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily even, because here's the thing, like, I think it, it comes down to the way that a lot of people think about it, you know, which is basically, well, if it's not Ganondorf, are there stakes? And I don't necessarily know that that's the right way to think about it. I mean, does it need to be Link saving the world even? Can it be something a little bit more of a smaller scale story? Can it yeah. be sure. Link saving, like, this singular village, like, in Termina, you know? Like, mm. he, you know, yes, he's essentially saving the world because the moon's going to, like, kill everybody, but, like, it's really all about this central location, and it wasn't yeah. about, you know, broader Hyrule. And the stakes were still large, but it didn't feel like the same sort of rehashing of, oh, gotta save the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Majora's Mask was the most successful like, um, Ganon-less game I think they've done. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it did feel pretty epic. It did feel important still. And it didn't, it yeah. didn't have the typical... Zelda tropes of get these three jewels to get the master mm. sword, and there's the Triforce over here, and right, and yeah. you know, and I like that change up a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, even look at the mobile games, something like Link's Awakening, which is probably my second favorite Zelda God game. damn it, I mean, don't say they're mobile games, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> they're handheld games. Handhelds. Whatever, dude. It's all the same. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a side story, but I think, it, you know, a lot of people t- looked at that one as sort of carrying the same weight as any of the, of the console Zelda games. Oh, it's, it's a well-done, small story. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's all a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it? Or Or was was it, though? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He saw that big (laughs) whale. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Credits, man. (laughs) The initial Marvel end credits scene was that one. And he saw saw, uh, the girl with butterfly wings or whatever the hell that was. What? It's been so long since I beat yeah, that game. Yeah, that's what? if you if you one hundred percent that game at the end of the credits, uh, the girl floats around with uh, little sprite wings. Oh, when, I never, how have I, I not beat that, that game one hundred percent? What? Yeah, I know. Shame on me. <laughs> that's why you're not working for NWR anymore. Oh, nope. Okay. God. So, uh, any final thoughts? Anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap up this segment? Just keep it simple, Nintendo. Come on. No crappy water levels. I don't think they'll do any of this. No. No. <laughs> correct. Zach is correct. This will all oh, yeah. be for naught. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, at least hopeful that Zelda Wii U is going to try some different things. It's going to hopefully be ambitious. That's all I, we really want, I think, is Nintendo to be trying to push the envelope again. I mean, they they haven't done that for a while with Zelda, really. I mean, yeah. Some of that is well, they technical did it limitations. A little it... tiny bit with Link Between Worlds, and I think they that was a a good path to start. And I hope they continue yeah. that. Hmm. I was mainly talking about the console ones just then, but oh, yeah, oh, you're, sorry, you're right. Sorry. Um, yep. The Link Between Worlds is a good starting place, and I hope they can expand on that and fix any problems they had had with um, the Link Between Worlds and sort of bring that up in scope to Zelda Wii U. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so we're going to take another break and we'll be back with some listener mail questions. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to jump into some listener mail now. So for the first question, I'll pass it off to Zach. Oh, Zach, you yeah. want to take the yeah. first question? I will. Dan from St. Louis writes, For better or worse, the entire internet has weighed in on Nintendo's decision to not include voice chat in Splatoon. Do you have any memorable voice chat moments? Anything you've said that you're not particularly proud of? What's the worst thing you've ever screamed over a microphone 
to yourself? I think he meant to say you've at ever had point. screamed over a microphone to you. Oh, you've ever to screamed. you. Oh, I see. Okay, to yeah, you. Yeah. Well, so I can't I, read I, today. I'll uh, I'll answer that last part. That last question. Um, the I mean, there's obviously the cavalcade of insults and slurs that anyone would expect, but yeah. the worst, the thing that hurt the most was uh was right it was uh when metroid prime hunters came out on ds because that actually had voice chat that had voice chat i think it was it was the first nintendo game that had voice chat i believe i believe Um, you're right and i was playing it with uh actually former uh nwrpgc staffer dan bloodworth now of game trailers and illustrious fame uh and he and i played around and he meant he, he at the end of it he just said wow you're really bad at this (laughs) (laughs) and you never touched metroid Uh, again and i I, I vowed to never return (laughs) kyle do me a favor and stop playing the game (laughs) yeah exactly he's like can you just like leave our team so that someone better can jump in i was like oh yeah that's a terrible thing to say to a 15 year old no i'm just kidding Uh, it really is <laughs> it was, I mean, no. I mean, you know, the, the whole the whole thing that like the the memorable thing was just honestly, whenever I'm playing with friends, I mean, voice chat isn't super important to me if I'm playing with strangers, but if mm. I'm playing with with friends, then I want to be able to have voice chat just because it's yeah. what's the point then, you know? Yeah. These are people who I talk to anyway, and so uh-huh. it's it's nice being able to trash talk or just generally mm. talk about you know, you know, basically strategy. Sometimes yeah, really totally. funny I things mean, happen while you're just like you know screwing around. Exactly, and it's it's I just mean, not. You know, very, I mean, you can't type those kinds of things or something. I mean, I don't know. I, I play plenty of games where I have a wireless keyboard, and typing just doesn't do it. <laughs> totally. Mm. Yeah. No. It, no it's just, not at all. It's just uh, fun to have that stuff. That stuff available. It's really just the option. Yeah. Really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So you, what you seem to be saying is that the option to say either "booyah" or "come on." Mm-hmm. Is not enough. No, you know I need at least one more option. <laughs> one more, one more uh, synonym between yeah, Booyah yeah, and yeah. Come On. Perhaps Yay. Yay could cut it. It yeah. might just be the. It might just be Yay. I might just be missing Yay. I mean, Nintendo's got be- two more D-pad directions that they can assign to random phrases <laughs> in to Splatoon. I, I don't know why they didn't use all four. Uh, things somebody DLC. could be saying we're losing or mm-hmm. paint the floor you idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean i haven't um it's what dlc I, I don't actually play that many online games a whole lot yeah so me neither I'm, and i've never really i've never really um used voice chat with randoms ever basically uh except for a short time on the 360 where i was playing um i downloaded that poker app <laughs> um, the poker game. I got addicted to poker because we were having like monthly poker nights with my friends as well. So nice. I downloaded that, oh, and wow. I was like, "Oh, I'll play poker for a while." And I was like, "It was kind of fun talking to randoms on that." But aside from that, no. And I don't really swear or anything, so I wouldn't hurl abuse at anyone. <laughs> so uh, I can't say I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm really bad with that, like, in my own room playing with people, just as long as I'm not on a microphone, just being like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah, like, if I'm playing with friends, you know, that that definitely tends to come out. I think with, with yeah. sort of strangers, though, I'm always acutely aware that I could be talking to a 12-year-old, and that just yeah. is enough to make me not want uh, to be yeah. I've never gotten anything really mean. It's just a lot of the time you get, I mean, it's, 
uh, you see all these college humor videos about about girls playing online games that that it's it's that's true <laughs> that's like 90 yeah. percent of what you get when they find out you're a girl on voice chat they're like Ooh, really <laughs> it's weird it's so weird yeah it's just like so i mean i can do you just do this in public every single time you see anybody with boobs really and and the worst part is that they is they probably do um but but you know the the thing is is like you know i can understand why nintendo would be wary of sort of universal voice chat across their online games i mean Mm -hmm. they 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 sort of strive for this family friendly image and they want to keep that up and they don't want to i think they took to heart all the things that happened in the early days of like Xbox Live where, you know, hearing awful things was pretty much the norm. Um, right. But honestly, that was like 10 years ago. And yeah. honestly, more than 10 years ago in a lot of ways, in, in many cases. And now it's it's a matter of, of them just being ridiculously behind the times. To the point where, on, to, to be honest with you, like, I don't think I think most parents now expect there to be voice chat and understand the dangers sure. involved. Yeah, there are parental controls to turn that stuff off now. Exactly. Yeah, you can mute people very, very easily in most games. Yep. Like especially specific mm-hmm. people that are being like especially mean or especially graphic in their language. You can actually mute specific microphones in like all of the Call of Duty games anymore. Yeah. Right. Which I thought was a really good addition. <laughs> Even oh, yeah. with all those controls, and it makes sense to us that, you know, if you put if Nintendo puts all these controls in and they're basically, like, if something bad happens to someone, it's not really their fault, right? Mm. Um, but you, you just know that if something bad happened on a Nintendo system, it would be all throughout the mainstream media. People would be blowing up about it, saying, oh, oh yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo, just because it's Nintendo. Exactly, um, because they're supposed fair, to be the family-friendly system and... You know, honestly, I don't. I don't think that's true because think of the weirdest, most vile thing you can imagine. It's being said constantly on Meverse. Oh, absolutely it's, true. It's just okay. being regulated. Mm. Yeah, it's like if you, if you, I mean, I follow the 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 Twitter account Bad Meverse posts, and I see this shit Me too. daily. So funny is, as hell. It is. It's hilarious, wow. but disturbing <laughs> and weird. Yeah, yeah it's okay. already on <laughs> Nintendo, like, really? which is not being. It's just not being and read it's a not lot. like it's not only disgusting, horrible things. It's also like super personal, super. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that to random people. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that is yeah. one of the best Twitter mm. uh, things you can follow. You know, I guess the weirdest thing is that they don't put voice chat into their games, but um like even amongst friends right like there should be an option at least for your own friends to talk to exactly yeah, right. yeah. On, on, on a system level they have a video chat option mm-hmm. yes so, they do i mean yeah no one uses it really because you can't really tell when someone's calling you but right. um the point is <laughs> that you, a bad person could friend someone on meverse or whatever and then start video chatting with someone you know mm-hmm. like possibilities there yeah, exactly. Like, so I guess you're right, Carl. Like, bad stuff can already happen with Nintendo systems, so there's yeah. really no excuse. Right. It would be nice to have the option. I mean, like, that's just it. Is like he was saying, you don't have to talk to people you don't want to talk to, and parents can be vigilant with that. Like, oh, you know, just like when you mm-hmm. got on the internet back in 1996, and your parents were like, <laughs> "Don't go <laughs> in chat rooms. People are going to try and find out where you live." I mean, so don't do, talk do you remember to the, the blow? Do you guys remember the blowback on um, from Picto Chat on the Nintendo DS? Yes. Oh, you oh mean, yeah, you mean I Dicto do. Chat? 
dear. Because that's what it was. It is still Dicto <laughs> Chat. Because like yeah. uh, a child could be could be um in a car, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> within within thirty feet of some predator or something, right? Like, yeah, you know, but. I used to love Picto Chat. Picto Chat for conventions was so good because, like, at the time, oh. like, well, I used to watch the cosplay parade at a convention, yeah. and pretty much if anyone with a Nintendo DS was on there, they were on Picto Chat and it's rating all the cosplay and saying nice. funny comments. And like, <laughs> Picto Chat, yeah. the first E three I went to, uh, everybody gathered in, I think me and James's hotel room one night, and we all played Picto Chat together. And it was maybe the most incredible multiplayer experience I have ever yeah. had. Picto Chat mm-hmm. is great. I wish it was mm-hmm. on the 3DS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, to wrap up this question, I guess where, you know, we don't really do it. So, <laughs> I would I mean, like, I, think... uh, I mean, there's some, there's some games where it doesn't make any sense to have it, like Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even no, Smash Brothers to a degree. Um, mm. But for something like Splatoon, I mean, come on. At least yeah. with, team, with friends team or effort. team members. Yeah. yeah. Even with Mario Kart, I would like the option to um, just chat with friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would actually be kind yeah. of fun. I sure. like, I like playing Mario Kart with people and, you the tw- know, yeah, the 20 seconds you got you a get, lightning bolt. <laughs> the 20 seconds you get between match Sorry, races guys. is bad, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Becky, do you want to take the next question? Ooh. What is the next question? Oh, scrolling down. Sorry. <laughs> okay, NintyFan87 says, "How often do you guy. guys use guides for games? Do you try and figure it out, or do you guide it up right from the start?" I use uh, guides as soon as it gets annoying. Absolutely, <laughs> my, me too. Yeah. I am too yeah. old for that shit. I, if I get, like, I sometimes it depends on what it is, but sometimes I'll sort of try a few different things and maybe just like sit there for maybe, you know, five, 10 minutes. And then if I really like thinking, uh, maybe I need something else or something, I'll just go straight to a guide. I, I just don't have time for that now. Yep. Oddly yeah, enough, me verse it- is a really good thing for, <laughs> uh, getting through tough spots because people will answer you in about 30 seconds. Huh. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, for I- me, for me, as, as soon as it ceases to be an organic gaming experience where, like, I'm, I'm in it and I'm trying stuff out, and it's yeah. right. me saying, like, this is getting really boring and I'm kind of getting tired of this, then it's, yeah. time to go to, it's time to get to the guide. Because it's just, like, I, yeah. I just want to get past it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, when I play, I, I, Grim Fandango, I loved Grim Fandango back when it first came out, and I just bought the remastered version, well, actually, when it came out a few months ago. And whenever I sit down to play it, I have a fac open on my smartphone yeah. because that game is obtuse as hell. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. want to play it for the story. I'm not interested in making a doohinky out of three random objects. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I, you know, what people always say to me is like, oh, you're not getting the pure gaming experience, which I say, shut up. You don't get extra points <laughs> for suffering. Yeah, uh, exactly. Much. Like, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm too old for this shit. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I honestly, I'm a busy adult with other things to do. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, could be reading not, a book right now. If I reasonably so, so can't figure it out, it's mm, like you know, yeah. you you just get to a point where you're like, I'm really just wasting time. And, right. And, and it's not like it adds anything to the game necessarily to totally figure it out what? by yourself. I mean, what? it's one thing I don't Once like you... to run a whole game with a guide, but like, if yeah. I'm missing one tiny little thing that I need, like, especially because. 
I tend to be one of those stupid people who hates themselves and runs games <laughs> as close to 100% as I possibly can. Oh, me so, too. You know, I'm missing one yeah. treasure over here, and I don't know where it is. And I'm like, am I going to backtrack through this whole damn map, or am I just going to look it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to look a it recent, up. <laughs> A recent example was um, when we were playing DK64. I told Zach, "Yeah, I've got a. I bought a guide with that when we were playing it because if it was like a couple of things left, I was just I just wanted to be able to see where it was really easily." Yeah. And um, last night, I think night it's just in, amazing you found one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bought it off eBay. Oh, yeah. um, I know I could have used GameFAQs, but I wanted the maps for it as well. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but anyway, uh, another example was Banjo Tui last night. There was one Cheeto page that I hadn't found. And I quickly looked down at the guide and it was inside of a box that I didn't even think you could destroy. So I would never have found it just by wandering around oh, looking yeah. for it. So that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. I mean, it's a weird sort of like, I don't know what it is, but back in the day, especially, there was more of a shame. Like people were ashamed of using a guide. <laughs> there, was like oh, some yeah. weird, there was like some weird thing about it. Like, I don't know how it started, but if you use a guide you should be ashamed of yourself sort of thing. Mm. You know, it sort of stuck around to, to this day to a degree. I mean, mm. it's weird. Like, I, I played through Majora's Mask originally with a guide because I couldn't do it. I mean, I still had fun with it. I mean, as long yeah. as you have fun with it. I was just super intimidated matter. by the idea of missing something and then like constantly having mm. to restart the game because I missed a little thing in a dungeon. Like, mm. I legit, yeah. I think the first like two times I tried uh, mm. the the... Snowhead Temple in yeah. the, the first time I ever played it without a guide, I screwed it up twice, like mm. and had to reset yeah, and yeah. go back and do the whole dungeon over again just because I screwed up one little thing. Mm. And it was like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I honestly kind of miss the the golden age of guides because, like, you know, back in the '90s when you would buy those like sweet game guides they that were so like, cool. full of game art. So cool. Yeah. I remember buying issues of Nintendo Power to get, like, the Pokemon uh, maps. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Which which were awesome. Um, mm. Yeah, you don't really get that stuff anymore. I mean, I Not guess like the internet. Like, Pokemon like, hand, handbook guides. Oh, totally. I was like, I want to oh, know yeah. when this freaking Pokemon evolves. I don't want to have to keep leveling this bastard if I don't have Amen. to. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I bought a I bought a Pokemon yellow guide back in the Ooh. day because I was in EB games. And mm-hmm. on the back of it, it said, hidden mini game explained. And that was the only reason I bought it, <laughs> and it wasn't in the guide. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't in there. <laughs> Ouch. But it ended up being helpful anyway, because like you're saying with the um, the various types and what the moves they learn at um, various levels and things, so, like that was mm-hmm. useful. Yeah, yeah I bought end, that so. kind of guide, uh, Nick, for uh, Pokemon Diamond Pearl. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When I was trying to collect them all, and I did. And I'm glad I had that guide. Yeah, you, you basically need it these days. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like 800 of the monsters. I well, mean. and not only that, but like everything, you know, do you, there's different moves that it learns at different phases of its life. So you're like, do I want to yeah. evolve it right mm. now? Because it might not right. learn this really awesome move that it's going to learn. So I'm like, I live yeah. on Cerebi half the time <laughs> whenever I'm playing a Pokemon yeah. game just because I'm like, okay, when, how do I need to do this? Those yeah. things are useful now just anymore. to see the types because the Pokemon exactly. have yeah. such bizarre type configurations now. Yeah, there's like, like there's like dual types, and then they've added more and more types over the years too. So, yep. like if you're got a flying fire Pokemon, you know exactly. I'm <laughs> like, I don't, getting I don't know what this is weak against anymore. What? Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's honestly a whole other discussion of like the weird yeah. like cross pollination of types in Pokemon. I miss when it was just elements. You know? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it was real simple, real easy. Water beats now it's fire like you, done. 
Exactly. <laughs> like this one, this Pokemon is a somersault type. Well, what does that even mean? Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very bizarre. It's gotten quite bizarre. I mean, getting back to the the guide question, like, um, like you're saying, yeah, guides were pretty cool, but in back in the day, but some of the more recent ones, like, are still cool. Like they put out those hardcover Zelda ones. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Mario Galaxy, like those Primo guides with the hardcovers are really cool. I mean, sure, yeah. I've got the Mario Galaxy ones. I've still got. I've got a hard copy sealed still, which I ended up finding somewhere for two dollars once. Ooh. So I keep ah. holding on to that to like maybe put out as a contest or something. But that'd be cool. Um, yeah, like those guys are cool, and they come with like the Zelda ones. At least come with like cloth, like cloth maps and things. Mm. Yeah. Oh really? So, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm. I remember they had one of those fancy hardcover ones for um, the train game. Whatever the hell the train one was called, Spirit Spirit Tracks. Tracks. Spirit Tracks. Yeah. Spirit Tracks, and it was an enormous guide. And I thought, how much content is in this stupid game? (laughs) And it was, but it was, it was at Barnes and Noble, and they um, tend to shrink wrap their bigger books, Mm. uh, players' guides, and comic books, which sucks. Uh, So I didn't get to look through it. But I thought, wow, this is really fancy for a handheld Zelda. Uh, I guess we'll move on to the last question. Do you want to take that one, Carl? Sure. So, uh, Simtendo says, with the advent of DLC and Nintendo going heavy into it with Mario Kart and Smash and Splatoon likely following suit, do you feel we are moving towards an age where the game itself is a platform with release updates throughout the generation, i.e. release the base version of Smash early and then iterate on it throughout the generation, turning the game into a six-year Smash title instead of one and done? Uh, well, nobody's done that ever. Yeah, no. uh, it would be nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like Nintendo is moving in a somewhat like somewhat down that direction. I mean, Mario Kart had a lot of DLC, which was mm. released like a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Smash is receiving regular updates into the future, and uh, Splatoon will maybe follow uh, like at least not with DLC, but like the way they're doling out content that's already on the disc is mm-hmm. similar to keep people playing keep people interested and um right you know it, it could be good having putting out a base game as sort of like have enough content on it to begin with but then say okay we've got a three-year plan for this game we're going to put out major content releases for the next three years for this game so people will you know buy more so you know depending on how much content it is they could charge twenty dollars a year for updates to a game you sure know? I mean, I, in. I like that idea. I just don't yeah. know if anyone's ever done it before. Hmm. Well, you, you you look at things like the season pass that you get, you know, for on on you know other titles on like PSN and such. And you know, honestly, like I loved the Mario Kart DLC. I happily yeah, paid for both of it, yeah. and I've gotten oh, yeah. a lot of time out of it. You know, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll gladly pay for more of it as it comes out. Um, you know. For me, as for whether or not these games are becoming platforms, I think there's a there's a bit of a slippery slope there, wherein you know there's a worry that what you're getting at launch isn't necessarily a full game, yeah. but rather the, yeah. the sort of starter pack for what's to come later. I think as long as we don't get into that territory, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, I think that there was plenty and a lot of content in both Smash and Mario Kart, and I haven't played Splatoon yet, but I assume it's the same. It's the same case where there's plenty well, of content already there. 
to me, Splatoon mm. is te- teetering on the edge of yeah. being unreasonable. But yeah. they're not charging for the stuff they're unlocking. True, um, true. They could have put out the base game with all this stuff unlocked to begin with, but yeah. instead they're just unlocking it uh, each week, basically, to sort of dole out the content. I so see. it's already on the disc, but like, if you had to pay for that stuff, that would be bad. That would oh, yeah. Be bad. I think they chose I a good like route the- with not making it paid DLC, but it's kind of right. like... Uh, was that a choice from the beginning or was that just, a, right. you know, okay, we probably shouldn't do this because maybe, uh, you know, they, we got feedback and the game is a little scant to start with. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't like the idea of unlocking things already on the disc. That that seems to, that to me just seems cheap. Um, but, in, you know, in cases like the Mario Kart DLC, which I think has been absolutely fantastic... Yeah, I'm 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 all for that. You know, I mean, the value for money packs. on the Mario Kart stuff is so good too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it is. is. Yeah, it's much better in Mario Kart than it is, I think, for Smash. Yeah, uh, I yeah. would. Yeah. I wish that there would, had been a season pass for Smash because I would have bought it. Because mm. um, uh, because buying these characters on their own for, I think the trick is that they're coming out for both versions of the game, just makes mm. it more expensive overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wish I could have bought in a season pass that covered both games. I yeah. probably would have paid thirty dollars for it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or or even however much it costs total. Um, but doling it out little by little when Ryu's like four dollars and and Ness is yeah, four dollars, Lucas is four dollars. Well, it's tough Zach, to swallow piecemeal. Zach, you can yeah. buy. You can buy all the content in one giant pack if you wanted to. Oh, I know you can. When they release content packs, you can buy it all at once, but the the point is they release multiple content packs. No, no, I'm saying there's one pack you can buy that includes everything. Really? For like, or at least in um, the Australian eShop it is. You can spend like $30 or $35 and get everything for both systems. But does that include future stuff? Oh no, not future That's what stuff. I'm saying. Yeah. I, I want yeah. a I want a season pass. Right. right. Well, I mean, that, so that's kind of how it was with, it with the, Yeah, I mean that's kind of how it was with Mario Kart when they announced those two um DLC packs you yeah. were able to, mm-hmm. to buy everything coming out at the yeah. outset and then yeah. basically as it was released it just automatically downloaded. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and if you if you bought if you pay prepaid for both packs you got the Yoshi skin color change as well. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like and the shy guys. Yeah, and the shy guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't just adopt that same system. It worked so well on Mario Kart. It was so mm. seamless. Like it, it really. Yeah. I have to give Nintendo credit. It worked extremely well. Mm. So and I don't know why worth, they wouldn't definitely just worth the that money out. that you paid for it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it was a great deal. It was great. The the only thing like with all these differing ways of handling DLC, the only thing that sort of like comes to mind is basically them trying out all these different approaches and seeing which one is received the best. I guess mm-hmm. maybe. Um, you it's know, possible. they could just be, or or it could just be down to the individual development teams. They're like, we're going to do it this way, and they mm. don't talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just it just it just sort of speaks again to Nintendo being behind the times. Like, I feel like this was this, these are the same experiments that we saw, mm. you know, eight years ago when when we first saw like horse armor on the two thousand five. Yeah, for for, uh, for for Elder Scrolls Oblivion, like it was the same yeah. deal, like where they were trying. Yeah all these new DLC packages and we had to go through those growing pains. Like Nintendo mm-hmm. should have just seen what happened. Like they know what the deal is already like, and they've already done it well. So it just seems strange to me that they're still trying to iterate on this, on this it's idea. Cause their whole, their whole online game is so behind the times that they're yeah. still trying to figure it out. 
Like right. I was well, when poor, I actually uh, like uh, quantified it, I was really surprised at how little online play there was on mm. any of the Wii or Wii U. Oh right, I know, right? Yeah, when I like, when I actually made a list, I was like, "Holy, are you kidding me?" No yeah, wonder there's I really never only played three this. online games on Wii U that, yeah, that anyone exactly. probably pays attention to. I mean, and we're we've hoping... named them all. I think the only other one might be Sonic and Sega All Stars Transform, but who plays yeah, that anymore? But yeah, mm. I, I mean, yeah. that's why we I wanted to get that to work at the time. <laughs> I tried playing yeah, sure. online. Yeah, well, it was a bit w- weird. Yeah, and like the precedent, mm. like to all of this, their their Wii or their Wii online play was just god awful. Like it yeah. never worked in yeah. anything. Like Brawl was just a freaking hell. Broken. It was torture. Yeah. <laughs> it was broken. Yeah, Gold, GoldenEye was all right actually. Yeah. I never. I don't Mario think I Kart, played Mario Kart on that one. Wii was all right. Yeah, Mario Kart Wii was all right too. Honestly, you know, I I remember uh, Strikers being pretty good. Actually, yeah, that really? was good too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the Mario Strikers was was actually pretty decent. But everyone starts. Everyone cheated. Like, yeah, it's so I mean, easy to cheat in that game. It's so know, freaking easy. Yeah, I wish they. Uh, it's another discussion, but I. I prefer the GameCube one. <laughs> it's more about soccer and less about being crazy and jumping over the goalie. Agreed. Yeah. Hmm. The next one needs Mega Mushrooms. That'll make it really work. <laughs> Just That'll like make it Mario key. Tennis yeah. Mega Mushrooms. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Uh. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for that question, really. Um, you know, we would like to see them like try move in this direction. It would be good. The only issue I have with it is it's sort of like a... <laughs> most people probably won't care that much, but, you know, p- preserving these games, I mean... If you have the disc copy of the base game in two years, it's pretty much useless because if you ever lost your like downloads to it, right? You only have the base game with yeah. no updates. So mm-hmm. right. I mean, Splatoon's going to be almost the discs for Splatoon is going to be pretty much worthless outside of the single player. I would say Mario Kart Eight and Smash will be in the same in the same boat already. I mean, I don't want to play the disc only version of Mario Kart Eight anymore. <laughs> sure. I mean, what's going to happen in a few years when the NX comes out, and I assume the Wii U games are going to be uh, compatible, am I going to be able to bring in all of my Mario Kart 8 DLC on the NX? How's yeah. that going to work? Well, yeah, is it going to oh, be even God. backwards compatible with the I Wii U? Thought about I mean, that. They're not yeah. going to sell gamepads. Are they just going to make it backwards uh, compatible anyway. for, the, for the Wii U only <laughs> players? I mean, are they going yeah. to sell, make it backwards compatible for 10 million players? I mean, it's yeah. going to be an absolute mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's going to see that's going to be interesting to see how that actually functions in real life. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just just kind of a side story here. Um, I learned this on Twitter last night. Uh, You know, you play? Have you guys played Zeo Drifter on 3DS? I have not. No. Well, it's it's a fun little game by Renegade Kid, and it's coming out. It's being lot checked for Wii U right now, and Jules Watchem. Um, I hope I said his name right, uh, would like to, his goal is to make people who bought the 3DS version get the Wii U version for free, like it's a cross-buy game. Yeah. But he's running into problems uh, making that work. I assume it's because for cross-buy games or DLC, when you buy one version of the game, you get a big long code on your purchase receipt. Yeah, your digital purchase receipt, and since the <laughs> Wii U version did not exist when the 3DS version came out, nobody has the code. There's no code, so yeah. I assume that's what's holding it up. If it is, that's a huge pr- issue. 
you know, yeah. and it's got to be solved for the NX. And I can't believe that it's a problem now. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I feel bad for the guy because he feels really bad about it. He should not. It's not his problem. I mean, mm-hmm. Nintendo done it themselves with the Mario mini game not long ago. The some mini uh, Mario mini game, you know the um, what is it? Oh, the Mo- counting you know, the Mo- stars or whatever. Oh yeah, tipping, tipping stars. stars. Yeah, tipping stars. Yeah. yeah, they did basically the same thing. So it shouldn't. I know it's sort of convoluted way of doing it, but it shouldn't be an issue for a third party to do the same thing. No, we hope. Well, I think the in tipping stars didn't both versions come out at the same time. Yeah, and if you bought one, you got right. them for free, right? So right. But but you you got a code because they were out at the same time. So you bought yeah. it on Wii U. You got a code for 3ds. What I'm saying is he happening with retroactively, with, right? Being able to like get a code for something you've already bought somehow, right? Well, so Nintendo yeah, would okay. somehow have to know via some account system but that you already <laughs> bought the 3ds version. They can see that already, though. They can they can see who's bought the game. They could just generate codes for the Wii U version or whatever. Well, yeah, I, I would think that would be possible, but maybe it's not a system they have in place. Yeah. I don't know. It's mm. it's stupid, whatever it is. But they don't feel but like that's it. another pro. That's another huge issue that's going to have to be solved on the NX, especially I think with virtual console stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assuming virtual console survives. Well, it doesn't it really exist at the moment. They didn't they drop the brand for virtual console? They just put out the games on the eShop as Super Nintendo games, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So. Uh. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the reason they've been so standoff with um, old game releases on the Wii U is because they, just like, oh, uh, let's just put all our effort onto the NX versions when we get to that. <laughs> Maybe you know, like if no one's making money on it, it's not looking too good. I mean, that's kind of Nintendo's attitude with every console three years in. Well, the next one's going to mm. be coming out, so let's put I know. all the yeah. Uh, Sorry to end on a down note, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, okay, think so about the whole life of the Wii U, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. All five years of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five years? Has it been five years? When did it come no, out? It's been it's know, been al- it's been like almost three. Like not That's even depressing. Three. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, on that note. Yeah. Let's uh, finish the show. Yay. <laughs> you guys want to uh, hear a crappy joke to lighten yeah, the mood? Sure, sure, sure go ahead. Sure. Uh, what is the TMNT's... Uh, what, what are the, uh, I'll rephrase it. What do the Ninja Turtles get at Pita Pit? I don't even... Oh, what? God, I'm afraid to say. A ninja, ninja rap. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Yes, I don't know if that was ending on a better note. (laughs) You you delivered on that on that premise, Zach. I did. Yeah. Tune in next week for jokes with Zach. Um, (laughs) We'll promise they'll be just as as we finish off the show here. I just wanted to quickly um, say that we are moving towards doing a live show for connectivity to fulfill the child's play um, stretch goal, right? Reward, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, what, and, uh, and what's that? What's the name of that segment, Zach? I think it's called uh, "To Catch a Prehistoric Predator." Carl, damn right mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> 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 
And um, along with that, we're going to be doing a live chat retro with that. So we're probably going to be playing Star Fox Adventures in Dinosaur Planet to tie in with the dinosaur theme. So mm. if you're interested, uh, maybe start chipping away at that game because uh, hopefully within the next month or so, we will have that uh, live show uh, underway and out. So, um, Carl, I, I can any... hear your enthusiasm waning from here. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm counting my Bathmo dads, dude. Can't wait to start pledging. <laughs> hey, no, that, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't really a collect-a-thon bit anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, we haven't got any concrete details. I just wanted to put it out there to saying we haven't forgotten about it. We're working towards doing it soon. So look forward to that. And thank you guys for joining me on this episode of Connectivity. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I, no I mean, I'm sorry I was late. Glad yeah, that's right, that's right. It's okay. You made Thanks. up for it. Yeah. Bad joke. Bad joke, man. <laughs> there you go. And thank yeah, thanks Carl for joining us. Even though you're not sort of like really super involved in NWR these days, but <laughs> not was, even was, remotely. No, <laughs> it was fun to okay. to pull you in back in. No, I mean I gotta I gotta hit all the podcasts just to sort of complete my set. So thank you, you for can, helping. You can me. have like your your award statue, all of the podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> do you, do you have <laughs> an Iron Man, Carl? I totally do. Now that now I've completed the uh, the Iron Man. Although uh, I guess I still have to do the I have to I have to fly to Japan, do the Famicast. Oh, that's right. It's harder now. Yeah, yeah. Are there any other ones I need to fulfill? Uh, we can play start a we can play start a new one. When when was the last <laughs> time you were on? When was the last time you were on uh, radio trivia? Uh, probably like four years ago. All right, you got to refresh that. <laughs> I got to refresh go. that. Is that. Is that expired? Yep. I do an annual yep. RFN appearance. That's that's pretty much my only. That's the only true. One yeah. Consistently now. Yeah. <laughs> alright uh, we'll end it there so thanks again everyone and we'll see you in two weeks Later. bye everybody bye we're still after some more listener mail so if you have a question please send it into connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com thanks for listening